something when I was editing the uh, last stuff. I figured out something about uh, the sound. One of the things is we can't, uh, like I can't actually play music on this end or and have uh, talking at the other end and they, they compete for each other. Now, it could just be the way the thing recorded it, but that's I seem to remember that like if, if uh, two people try to talk at the same time, this, the sound will freak out and get all... I don't know how to describe it. It's like having a black hole of sound in the middle of the sound. It just starts to cancel each other out, kind of, and create this kind of dipping effect, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah. So like, if I if I hear you start to speak, that's why that's why you hear me like shut up really quickly because I don't want our voices to cancel each other out. That's something I'm trying to be mindful of. <laughs> huh. so, so there's that. What I've noticed that when uh, when I talk into the mic, I can hear you, of course. Yep through my headset, but I can also hear myself when I'm speaking into the mic. Oh. You, uh, like in in real time or like in a slight delay? Uh, no, in real time there, there's no delay, but I kind of like that so I can like hear how I sound as I'm like talking. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's something I employ when I'm in the... Um when I'm in the virtual recording studio and I'm trying to get a vocal recording, I like to be able to hear myself in my ears. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not trying. It's all self-contained, so I don't want to. I don't want to hear the recording of. I don't want to hear the music so much because uh, it, it, it's not supposed to pick it up. I don't really have like a you know a soundproof studio or anything, so I just use kind of headphones and a microphone and try to make sure that my headphones and head aren't too close to the microphone, or else you kind of hear the in the background, you know, like very slightly. That's the music. I don't know if that translated at all. I'll have to hear that later on the recording. <laughs> no, you, it definitely did translate, but at least it wasn't like that heavy breathing, like when you answer the phone, like, who's there? And all you hear is, hi. No, it's because that's kind of creepy. <laughs> like a Buffalo Bill style thing. Exactly. Well, I just, just watched, um, for the first time, American Horror Story, The Asylum. Uh, and talk about creepy. Now that's fucking creepy. Now is what is that uh, one of the series? One of the seasons? Is that a standalone film? What is that? No, it's one of the seasons. You have um, you have uh, Murder House, uh, Asylum, Coven, and then um, the one that just came out recently was Freak Show. So it's the second season, basically. Mm, kind of. The Asylum was the second um, season. I think the um, okay. the Freak Show is the last season. So I think there's like four seasons. Cool. And Frankie Valley. Hmm. And Frankie Valley. Yeah. Yeah, one of the four seasons. 
Wolf, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, was Which, there. by the way, awesome music. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like their music. I mean, I like what I've heard. I certainly haven't heard all of it, but I haven't disliked anything of theirs that I've heard. I try to, um, when it comes to music, I try to give, like, everything a chance at least, like, once, you know? Sure, me too. Because that's, like, the that's like the the joy of, like, listening to music. It's just, like, you sit there and you just listen to it, you know? If you just, like, listen to it, mm-hmm. you can get lost into it, you know? And you can always find, like, a new genre, you know? Yeah, well, uh, so much out there to choose from. It's it's uh, it's a bit daunting how much music there is out there these days. I, I didn't really figure that out. Uh, like when I was younger and I was into uh, listening to music, I didn't realize that by listening to so much of the same music going over and over again, it would be taking away from t- time from so much more music that I could be also hearing. But I did have my favorites, as anybody else did. You know? Well, yeah, it's, it's also like, you know, books. You know, there's like a billion books out there, so it's like it's hard to read everything at once. And then there's like a thousand movies, and then people are always recommending movies, and it's like, well, I already got a long ass list to watch. <laughs> yeah, people got a time commitment. Speaking of which, did you get a chance to, um, this is totally off topic, but while it's still stuck in my head, I was going to ask you huh. a while ago, but did you get a chance to uh, go on the uh, Strike Team page and check out that uh, that thing I posted? So the Facebook site you're talking about is Combat Radio Strike Team New Jersey, is that correct? Yeah. Combat Radio Strike Team New Jersey. I like the uh, crossed over, it looks like ninja wrapped fists or something that are in front of the uh, the shield, the Combat Radio shield. Let me go to the uh, page. Let me see if I can't find it for you. I'm going to hit notifications up here and see if anything comes up in the meantime. Because I just shared it. Um, maybe I did share it on here. Oh, I did. Oh. Oh, here you go. If you go to um, Friday at 8.55 p.m., you'll see the uh, the sponsored link. It's uh, Brigade Radio 1, uh, live from Fort Apache, Los Angeles. Okay, so that's on the main page? page? Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Now stuff is on the page. Okay, the first thing I see, it looks like... It looks like... Uh, Christopher Walken, Woody Allen, William Shatner. It's, it's a picture of Christopher uh, Walken being, I think, Bruce Dickinson? Yeah, that's that's all part of it. That's that, like stuff that they've been uploading for the past couple of days. So is that what I'm is there is that is that what I'm is that what I'm supposed to be looking for or am I being distracted by that? Um, no, that that's part of what you're looking for. Okay, good. Okay. So let's see. Brigade Radio One with Mark Amato. Yes. That whole uh, link is is part of it. It's it's where I think our podcast is going to be uploaded. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's a neat-looking page. So I'll probably be putting up the show eventually on my SoundCloud account as well to make sure that it uh, has other, um, it has even more avenues for people to find to find it. Um, oh, sweet. Thank you, dude. Uh, but I have to get a, uh, I got to get a uh, one of the, the professional accounts before that happens. So uh, that is imminent, though. That'll probably happen before the end of the month. But yeah, also, too, we're going to have to tweak it out just a little bit when we finally get our uh, other co-host on here. Yeah. So it'll definitely be like the three of us. And and it actually can work because, you know, I mean, you have, if you think about it, think about those assholes over there on the um, Strange Times podcast show. Oh, what's what happened? <laughs> yeah, think about those assholes over there because they have most of the time they have you know uh, Davy and Dent, Cat Sorens, and Samantha on there at the same time. Plus, they have a couple of guests. Yeah, 
I think uh, during Sam's birthday, we got it, like, with myself included, of course, I think we got it up to, like, I don't know, like, five or six guests at the same time. Wow. So why why are we uh, why are we calling them assholes, or do we not like them for some reason, or is that a... Oh, no, 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 no. we do like them. In fact, we're going to, well, because they're, they have like that whole, well, their sense of humor, I should say, is like, you know, kind of like crude. Oh, okay. But I like it though. I mean, I mean, if you listen to them, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty no holds barred, but I do enjoy that. It, it, it does, uh, the, the, uh, the accents make it interesting to me. Not that the content does it, but I mean, like it adds. It's like adding lemon juice to uh, something that needs lemon juice. I was going to say fish, but you know that's. <laughs> it's also like adding yeah, lemon juice to water. Well, it's like adding. Or you could add lemon juice to a, a cocktail or something like that. You know. Yeah, it gives it an extra dimension. So I mean, like I, I, you know, it's they would it would be inter- you know entertaining what they talk about anyway because they don't seem to have. Um, Filters. <laughs> no, they really don't. But, <laughs> but it's I like the it's fact that they don't have filters. You know, me too, me too. Me too. They were also talking about doing a podcast swap for one show, and I I agreed to it. So it'd be pretty cool. You know, three of us actually hosting a strange time show. Oh, it it'd be interesting. I you know what I st- I haven't I don't know if I've ever spoken to uh, Davian Dent. I he's uh, I mean I mean with my voice I've. We've uh, texted through the messenger before, but uh, I don't know that we've had a, a conversation before. So that should be interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so because they did that with uh, another actually good podcast, uh, "What a Pair of Trousers." Have you heard them? I have heard "What a Pair of Trousers," but not for a while. I believe Mark Hershon's a big fan of theirs. Um, yes. I actually have specific podcasts I've been kind of catching up with, as well as you know, looking for more to clip for Mark Hershon. The ones I keep up with the most, as in when the day they come out, I try to either listen to them or make sure I know that the new one's out, are um, Bert Cast, Bert Kreischer's podcast, um, The Todd Glass Show on Nerdist Network, and uh, Harmontown, which is on, I think, Feral Audio. Yes, Feral Audio. So, and that comes out uh, sometime after Sunday, usually. Like, okay. You know, so, like, usually by, usually by Tuesday or Wednesday, because they tape Sundays in, um, they tape, they record Sundays in, in, uh, Nerd Melt Theater in, I don't know, it's down there in Hollywood, somewhere in Hollywood. What's well, the Nerd Melt Theater? It's the one where, uh, it's a, uh, Meltdown comic store and it's got a theater in the back. Have you heard of it? Um, yeah, I did. There's I, a, I have actually. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. But I'm also yeah. talking to people, perhaps, that don't know what I'm talking about, so that's good. I keep, yes, I gotta add, remember, there's a whole dimension out there that, you know, uh, of people that will be going, I don't know what it is, asshole. Tell me, you know. So, I don't know what that voice was. It almost was George Gaines. Was, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what that was, punky. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Antisocial Show. I like that. Kind of reminds me of Dilophosaurus. The you know the, the whatever the guy's name was. Spared no expense, and then like you know, he's the guy that narrates the Jurassic Park ride. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, in the movie, I don't know if he does it in, you know. In the... I don't think he does it in the movie, but he, he did say we spared no expense. Yeah, yeah, but the guy, the guy whose voice they got was a specific voice. It's funny because it's like. Um... Oh 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 um. Hmm. When they're going, when they're actually on the um the ride, they're they're touring through the park itself, and the guy's talking. Yeah, yeah over, over the speaker, and so far nothing's showing up. And the first one they go by is Dilophosaurus. <laughs> Spitting its venom at its prey. All right, let's see. Here. Let me see if I can find out what that is. All right. So the voice of the 
Ah, Richard Kiley. Richard oh, Kiley. We got Richard Kiley. Spared no expense. <laughs> Richard okay. Kiley, that's it. He actually yeah, he actually passed away in 1999. Oh, that's a shame. Mm. Yeah. I always get, like, shocked when, like, someone's, like, you know, when someone passes away that's, like, you know, famous, like, actors that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And... You don't even hear about it on like social media or anything like that. So when you find out that the person's dead, you're like, "Wow!" Yeah, it can catch you by surprise. <clears throat> speaking, speaking of which, uh, Star Wars lost a lost a uh, significant person. Uh, the world did, and of course his family did as well. But uh, but Star Wars yeah. specifically. Yeah, it was um, Kenny Baker. Yes. R two two two. Rest in peace, Kenny Baker. I used to watch a show on there, a cartoon back in the eighties, which really is obscure for what most kids are watching. This was called The uh, Mysterious Cities of Gold. You've I've heard, heard of it, but I've... Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've not... Uh, I've never seen it, I don't think. Let's see. Yes. Sit. He's, I think, in fact, you might have mentioned it at one point to me in the past. I've heard somebody talk about it. Oh, it's an anime. Yep, definitely. It was, a, um, it was actually pretty cool because it was uh, based on the, you know, the whole El Dorado thing, City of Gold, and... Oh, okay. Yeah, see, you know what? I actually thought it was a game show when I heard the title of it, because I think there is a game show that's like has this very similar title to that. Are you like, thinking I, of... Um, like a Temple of Gold or something? It was something Temple. You're thinking about that Nickelodeon game show? Oh, what was that called? That was called... Um, hold on, let me look it up real quick, because I forget. Okay. I think it was called um, Nickelodeon Temple. Nickelodeon oh, uh, Temple. Legend of the Hidden Temple. There you go. Okay, so so tell me about the Mysterious Cities of Gold, which I never watched. Well, basically, the Mysterious Cities of Gold was basically about you know how back during the um, the Spanish Inquisition, Spanish conquest, and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know how back in those days the Spaniards were like literally going to South America to basically discover new lands and gold, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I learned about uh, some of that uh, in a documentary called Guns, Germs, and Steel. Not that I didn't previously know it had happened, but I think I got more details out of it, which I have subsequently forgotten most of. <laughs> so w- while they're over there, and of course there's no actual proof that this city actually exists, but while they're over there, they they do in fact start hearing stories of this mysterious city of gold, or El Dorado as it's called. So. hmm what they did with this cartoon, quite literally, is they, they took all of those stories and legends and they just put them into a cartoon. Of course, you know, you also they also threw in, like, this city of Atlantis and, you know, extraterrestrials and all that. Really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, at the end of the season, they, they wind up finding the city of gold. Okay, it says here, the series is a mix of ancient South American history, archaeology, and science fiction. I like that. That, sound, that, that sounds was, fun. I mean, it, it only lasted like a season. Oh, but it was it was pretty cool though. Yeah, the original run it appears to have, apparently it was from 1982 to 1983, and there mm-hmm. are 39 original episodes. It um, was on it was on Netflix like a few years ago, so I'm, I was able to watch like the whole thing again. It was pretty cool. Did you know of and and or have you watched the new one? No, I did not. There's a new one. Apparently, we'll check this out. So, the third paragraph on the Wikipedia page says, In 2007, an animated feature film version of the story was announced by uh, Jean Chalopin's company, Movie Plus Group, but plans for the film were later shelved. 
on Chibi Japan Expo in Paris, uh, same person announced that three new seasons of 26 episodes were planned with a release starting in 2011. The time for the release was later pushed back to 2012, with the two first episodes premiering on the French channel TF1 on 9th of December of that year. During the spring of 2013, the new series started airing regularly. Mm. So apparently there is a new one out there somewhere. Check that out. Somewhere out there. American Tale. Yes. Which, by the way... Another cartoon that I happened to grow up on, being a child of the 80s. That song, by the way, was a karaoke favorite of about 20 years ago, before I moved um, moved to Washington and back. Uh, so that much time has passed. But no, that was uh, there was a couple people who did a, the duet of that, and they were really quite good at it. Well, it's, it's it's a duet song, but you know, not everyone can sing like a that song pretty good you know oh yeah you know i love a good duet you know one of my favorites actually is uh just because they're well i don't know it's a decent song it's kind of you know sh- i don't want to say schmaltzy but i suppose that's appropriate um but it's uh <laughs> they both got such, such distinct voices and they do a duet it's um patty labelle and michael mcdonald doing on my own Really? Yeah, that's a great song. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a kind of a sad ballad, but it's like their voices. Are, you know, she's like, so many times said that you love me. You know, that's her, and then it goes over to him. He's like, so many promises never ever spoken. You know, so now that you're singing this song, it's it's that song is actually coming back to me. I've I've heard that song actually. Yeah, it's it's a it's a classic. I actually uh, well, a long time ago when I could still do decent falsetto, I uh, used to uh, I, I more than once, probably not probably less than ten, but more than once I did a uh, I would I did that song and did both the voices. I just you know go back and forth, just kind of as kind of like a fun thing to do. <laughs> hey, if it works, dude. I did that with Love Shack too, but you know I don't. Know, I really used to love karaoke. I mean, I still technically love the idea, but I just haven't done it in such a while, uh, such a long time. I've never done karaoke. Well, no, that's not true. I um, the only karaoke I've done was like maybe like once or twice, and I did it um, at a family thing about two, three years ago. Okay. But I can't, for the life of me, remember what it is I sang. So. No. Oh. Um, I'm trying to remember what the first karaoke thing I ever did was. I think it might have been... I believe it might have... I think it was Just a Gigolo. Just a Gigolo? Mm-hmm. I, uh, it was covered by um, David Lee Roth, and I, I think I did the version of the person who did it before that, but I don't remember who the person who did it before that was. Let me look it up real quick. Well, I'm that this is a perfect opportunity to bring up that asshole. David Lee Roth? Yes, sir. Oh, what did he do? Well, I mean, first of all, David Lee Roth. We're talking about the same dude that was in, um, what's the band? Van Halen? Van Halen, right. So here's, I mean, to do a little side note, here's the thing. You can either be, um, who was the first singer again? Was it Garcia? I'm so Um, bad. Wow, you know what? The song goes back really far. Uh, It goes back to 1929. So let's see. I guess the more recent version of it. Uh, let's see here. Wow, good lord. There's like a hundred versions of it. Okay, there's at least 50 versions. So let's see. Uh, David Lee Roth's version was in the late 80s? Yes, 1985, the mid-80s. Okay. So the version before that was probably... No, it couldn't have been the village people. 
works. There's there's a few people. Okay, so I don't know which one and who did it, but it's the. Uh, you you're familiar with the song then, right? Uh yeah. Yeah okay so yeah I did that one for um. Did that one for karaoke and it went over pretty well. So that was uh, that was kind of what hooked me in, I guess. Well, karaoke can be a lot of fun, dude. Well, I was a you know I was in a. I was in a safe place as it was, as it were. I mean, the people who uh, who I was doing karaoke with uh, and, and amongst were a pretty supportive environment. So that was uh, that was something that probably is a huge factor in, in making me want to continue to do that back then, because I had, I think, almost zero confidence as a human being. So. Well, that's not back. good, dude. <laughs> Uh, you know, but this is like 20 years ago, so you know, it was just I was I wasn't even 21 yet. It's kind of like ah, it was in a pretty weird place. Well, uh, you were still young, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old man now. Nah, you're not old, dude. No, I'm, I'm just 20 years older, but that's that's not much. Nah, that's not that's not much at all. And right. Sammy Hagar is who I was thinking about. Okay, okay, sure, Sammy Hagar. Yeah, yeah so the, the debate is, you know, when you say that you're a Van Halen fan, and, and they say, well, are you a Sammy Hagar fan, or are you a um, David Lee Roth fan of Van Halen? Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that. <coughs> you know, do you remember Joe Dirt? That, yes, uh, I David Sp- that is, I, I actually like that movie. I saw it in the theater when it came out and laughed a lot. There was, I had a couple of really good laughs in that movie. Um but uh, he he makes the distinction by saying, "I like Van Halen, not Van Hagar." Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like David Lee Roth because he's an asshole. Like, for example, they brought him. I'm trying to think. Was it the Rock Station in New York, or was it ours, the Rat? Anyway, one of the two, and I, I think it might have been the Rat. No, it wasn't the Rat. It was um, the one in New York. They had a rock station in New York called K Rock, right? Sure, oh yeah, I remember hearing of K-Rock. And, um, well, the first time around, they decided to basically um, cut all the music out of their programming and just have just all talk. You know what I'm saying? Instead of the I think they played music like in the evenings and overnights, but during the day it was mostly just a talk show, and it was hosted by David Lee Roth, and he completely ruined the whole station. Oh, like afternoon drive, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and what, like I said, was, he can't do it. He's he's an asshole. When was it that he? When, when was it that he had the show? Because it's. I think I was listening to some other people who were based out there around the same time it was happening. Um, I want to say two thousand and four, two thousand five. Oh yeah, okay. So that was right about when. Uh, that was right about when Opie and Anthony came back on it. The air was around then. After yeah, exactly. being kick, kicked off for Sex for Sam back in two, no wait two thousand four no they came back because they got kicked off uh, they got kicked off in I think two thousand two oh, oh, it was like August thirteenth I think it was like almost a, it was it was this is almost the anniversary of that happening of Sex for Sam but this is like it's amazing that it was so long ago do you remember any of this <laughs> it was something that it was something that I remember because I. I I discovered their show by accident one one time and started listening to it right before they got kicked off the first time. No, because sorry, the back first in time in New York too, <clears throat> or whenever they got kicked off. Mm. I was um, living in well back in two thousand and two. I was still living in North Carolina. Well, okay, 
Yeah, but when I got back, though, of course, that's when they did that whole thing to K-Rock, and it just sucked. And then they went back to music after getting rid of David Lee Roth, and then mm. years and years later, overnight, they just completely changed their whole content of what they played. They got rid of the rock, and it's more like pop. Oh, interesting. Yeah, pop is mm-hmm. pretty much a... Pop is a... I, you know, it's it's hard. To, it's it, there is music that I used to listen to that certainly was pop in its time. Um, I kind of go back and forth with pop, as it were, because I understand that pop is very much kind of a now thing, and now is always then a second later. So, you know, that's uh, so like like you know, one of my first music uh, groups that I gravitated towards, a, you know, as a post fetus, like a fresh a fresh human being, was uh, the Beatles. Ah, oh, yes, the Beatles. That was probably my first love musically, as it were. Um, and then uh, followed fairly closely by anything that Sesame Street was putting out at the time. <laughs> it was, it's, it's hard to believe how popular the Beatles are now. And when they first came over here, they were completely hated. Um, yeah, by a lot of people, certainly, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like the whole... <clears throat> it wasn't like the whole... The younger generation liked them because they can... Oh, of course. They can relate to them, but it was like the whole older generation that didn't particularly care for them because they were rebels in a sense. And somehow, and somehow they were more uh, offensive than Elvis had been. Which, you know, somehow. If you look at it like nowadays, like his music videos, you know. Well, Elvis's music videos. Oh gosh. Yeah. Elvis's videos. You know, there is one I, that is really entertaining. Uh, but you mean talking about his like his classic ones or the ones that, I mean, well, I guess they're all technically classic now. But I mean, like, like um, there was the era when Jailhouse Rock, like I think his first or one of his first movies came out, and it was like you know, what two party in a county jail, and then there's also yeah, nothing but a hound dog and stuff like that, like early Elvis, you know? Yeah, like that. that like, now that stuff, yeah, that was pretty. Go ahead, sorry. But I don't, I don't find anything offensive about that, Mm-mm. you know. No, d- he got a little more um, flashy as time went on. There is a really good performance of him, uh, or a good um, video of him performing Poke, uh, Poke Salad Annie by Tony Joe White. Uh, and he's, it's, it's uh, you know, he's really interactive with the band. There's uh, He does a lot of, you know, swinging his hips, which is funny, because uh, he's, he's really obviously into what he's doing <laughs> which is you know makes him fun to watch they even like i think i don't know he takes a note at one point in the middle of the song like he uh, he's he i don't know if it's if he's like looking at the lyric sheet or if he's you know seeing something that says you know there's a gray chrysler that needs to move and or so who knows we're not sure he just we just know he's in the middle of you know and the band's vamping and then he kind of looks at this bit of paper and then hands it off to the to one of the guys directly behind him and then goes right into the you know daddy was something like like nothing had happened but it, we we saw it happen we're just not sure what it was going on there and it was pretty awesome. But then the rest of it, you know, he just goes right back. Like, like it was all just like um, like you would imagine if you were Neo and you could suddenly see the code of the Matrix. And, you know, when he's uh, when he's able to just deflect everything with one arm for a second because he's so yes. in, he's got he's achieved a state of total flow and oneness with everything around him. Mm-hmm. 
like that's the kind of impression you get of Elvis at that moment, at least to me. It just seems like, yeah, whatever. Everything, anything comes in, ha-cha, no problem. Sidestep it, whatever. <laughs> Go right back into dancing and singing like it, like nothing's occurring. Like this is all part of it. This is all just happening right now, and I'm I'm going to the next thing. Nothing rattles me. <laughs> that's because me. Elvis is the king, baby. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you what, though. Hmm. There's only one person, and I mean like one person that that could ever like. As far as like, <clears throat> there's a lot of great bands out there now, <clears throat> and certainly Ozzy Osbourne is is one of those uh, great like metal singers. But if you get away from metal for a, a second and you go back to rock, right? Sure. Yeah. There's only like really one person that like really kind of stands on Elvis's level, but his music is a little bit more like a contemporary rock, and that that has to be Prince. Contemporary rock. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Prince, rest in peace recently. Mm hmm. Because where you have Elvis singing classic rock of that generation, you know? Absolutely. Now you have Prince, who's. He, he still does rock. Like, if you listen to the lyrics of Purple Rain, for example, right? Or When Doves Cry. Mm hmm. It has that that sort of like rock feel to it, like because of the, the music. Or the structure? The structure of it, right. And then you have the lyrics, which kind of, to me, sounds like pop, of course. Something like Michael Jackson. But not Michael Jackson, obviously. But he, he took that and he, like, just kind of, like, threw it together, you know? And, and it blends nicely. Hmm. Well, rhymes in the right places, you know? Yeah, exactly. Gotta... Like, for example, when um, Run DMC or whatever that, that band is. Yes, Run DMC. When they got up, to, when they got up with, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to, uh, Aerosmith, Walk This yep. Way. Oh yeah, yeah. And they they yeah. made it like a rock and a rap. Yeah, it's a great video. Exactly. So that's what Prince is. Prince is like the the he does like modern day rock or contemporary rock. Prince really kind of did his own thing, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. He was he was a genius. Hey, I have something for you to look at real quick if you get a chance. All right, I see the cows. Yes. So yeah. That was an insane video. Yeah. So that was Syriac, uh, I think is his name, or Syriac. And his he, he does a lot of animation with things like Photoshop and whatnot, uh, just and, and like some basic programs. And some of his stuff is pretty freaking crazy looking. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Oh, I now, totally. I like it. I, I don't want to obviously do this to you too much, but I would if you haven't seen this... You might enjoy this as well, and this is something that is less will let, freak you out less. But it's. Uh, are you familiar with Diplo? I am not. Okay, Diplo is this producer, right? Uh, he's kind of like Skrillex, sort of in the sim in the sense that they're kind of the same era of. of uh, it's not important. Uh, do you listen to much DJ music? What kind of music? Well, like um, it's like it's it's a dance music that's got a particular sound to it, like. Like for example, like have you heard um, some, uh, "Dance Mr. Boogaloo" on my SoundCloud page? Um, I don't think I heard that one yet. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's fine. If it, now, well, it's a type of. Oh, wait, you've probably heard "Badump Bump" though, like with Ethan. Yeah. Okay, so you've heard "Badump Bump." So like, there, it, it's kind of that sort of music, right? And but it's uh, it, anyway, so it's sort of mixed with a lot of heavy kind of reggae-inspired stuff. It's somewhere between. 
it's not quite dubstep. It's a, it's a different kind of sound. But the animation uh, and video was done by uh, Eric Wareheim. Uh, are you familiar with Tim and Eric? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's good because I, I, you're probably actually more familiar than I am with them. Like I, I, I didn't really have access to the TV show, but I've seen their other products, right? And uh, Eric Wareheim directs music videos, and he did this one called Bubble Butt that's pretty amazing visually. And this other one, which is called... I just remember what it was called. I actually had a little trouble there uh, recalling what it was I was looking for and drawing a blank. So all that talking was kind of getting my brain a chance to catch up with what I was talking about. All right, here we go. Yeah? Major Laser. Yeah. Major Laser. This is pretty entertaining. It's also this song you might recognize that it was sampled into something else. This song has actually been sampled by an artist who was probably one of the most famous artists in the world. And, uh, and all this happened within the last... Uh, as you can see, the video came out in 2009, so it's been a while uh, that it's been out. And then it's been a while since another song that it sampled has been out. So this has kind of been going on. This is music that I kind of missed at one point, and then I've, I've just been going back and discovering stuff uh, thanks to, oh, do you remember DJ James from uh, Smartcast Radio? Uh, I do. Yeah, he uh, he played this on his show. Uh, I think he did it on the breaks, but no, he did it on Soul Sunday one of those uh, one of those times. Do you remember? Did you ever did you ever watch his Soul Sunday show when it was on? Uh, no, I missed out on that. Okay, it's something I'd like to recommend to the listeners is go back to Ustream. If you like hip hop and you like the history of hip hop and you like to hear music and see interesting videos and have a guy who's a great host personality, I guess you could say. So yeah, go to Ustream and look up, uh, look up, uh, not you, sorry, Hunter. I'm talking to the uh, the audience. Audience, if you like, if you you know, check out his stuff. He's also on Twitter at at DJ Master, uh, which is D J M M A S T E R. And his name is James Franco Jr. No relation. Is, so if you don't, so that way you know you've got the right one, audience member, dear audience member. All right, so I'm going. So you got it there. Let me know when you want to hit play because I will be looking at it on mine as well. All right, hit and play now. Oh yeah, the beats are amazing. It's really more about the song, but the video is pretty funny. And inside of the cartoon house, it looks like. Yeah. Now, where that was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. Where so, does this band come out of? Well, it's actually it's a it's a producer. It's just a guy who's putting likes to put sound together and make it sound as interesting as possible. Uh, now, Major Laser is a group of uh, Diplo and then DJ Snake, I think, and this one other person. And like the people in the video are just actors, basically, and that's that's a specific style of dancing, apparently called daggering, in which okay. it, it, it's easy to have injury <laughs> while you're attempting to dagger. It's actually people have been seriously hurt trying to dance like that. It's like a like a very athletic and obviously hyper-sexualized dance, but kind of hilarious to watch their commitment to that. Uh, uh, Absolutely. It's kind of like, um, if I'm saying this right, that dance called Capoeira. Oh, yeah. Oh, cap- oh Capo. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the uh, yes, martial arts that was disguised into dancing so they can continue doing it. Uh, is it the Capoeira? Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. 
But there's also, I'm thinking, there's probably both of these, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's like, it's uh, dancing. I've seen the, the uh, I've seen a couple of demonstrations of it. It's pretty cool. Okay, so Ponda Floor, Major Laser, their collaborative musical pro- project composed of the American DJ Diplo, the British DJ Switch. Okay, so apparently the two. And then they get, yeah, they have a lot of uh, guest artists on their album, but Diplo, this guy, this kid whose name is Wesley Pence, I believe, and I say I, I shouldn't say kid because he's only, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really not demeaning if I if I say kid. I try not to do that, but uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. So I, I I take that back. So and Thomas Wesley Pence, he is thirty seven, which is how many years younger than me? Uh, well, how old are you? Six. Yeah. I'm six years younger than me. I am forty. I am still forty two. Yeah, you're still pretty young, dude. Yeah, I feel young. <coughs> that's, that's a weird thing. I do feel I young. Mean, don't forget, I'm going to be 36 in November, so I'm not that far behind you. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. yeah. yeah, Okay, so you're 35 currently. That's mm-hmm. good. It's good. It's good age. It's good age. Okay, so... I wish I can stay this age. You're old enough to know better and still young enough to be stupid and do it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's certainly got advantages. Okay, so that so in answer to your question, oh uh, yes, that is who that was. Now there is also a cartoon created by the same people where the the character Major Laser, which as a cartoon looks kind of like a GI Joe type character, is 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 fleshed out into this story into kind of this surreal landscape. It doesn't look anything like the video you just saw. It's completely animated, like and it's it's set in its own world. And uh, Major Laser character kind of looks like cross between Michael Jai White and Terry Crews, uh, kind of. Uh, do you remember Terry Crews? I do. Yeah, so it looks like him. Imagine him with a beret and sunglasses. It's kind of like a Rambo, like a Jamaican Rambo character. No, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> and one of, one of his arms is a laser. Major Laser. And you know, it's like, you know, and he's got the heavy accent, you know. And it's, so he kind of sounds like this, man. Yeah, don't do that. No, that's not nice. You know, he's got that kind of, you know, be uh-huh. respect. You're a respectful man, you know. It's like a very distinct, uh, you know. And yeah, the music is uh, pretty solid. Like there's, I I like a, a couple of them, you know, more than other ones. There's always ones that stand out to me. But um, you know, the music's pretty solid. There, uh, Diplo's got pr- a pretty wide swath of people that he works with over the years. And he, like, uh, do you remember the song um, "Paper Planes"? Paper, yeah. By Mia, I think it was M I A. Mia? I, oh, I can Google that. Yeah, so he produced that with her like some time ago, and that and it eventually got um, it got heard. You know, that was, and that, it's a really great track. He also, you know, like, but he uses specific samples occasionally. Uh, not but. I shouldn't say but. It makes it sound like that. You know, I don't want to take away the compliment by saying but he does this. Um, yeah, the, um, the artist was uh, M.I.A. Yes, so that's the, yeah, all I want to do is... And I, uh, yeah. yeah, I got the words. I, I fly like paper, get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I make them all day. I get one down in a second if you wait. I fly like pay one, you get the whole thing. Sometimes I think sitting on trains, every stop I get... Uh, to I'm um, clicking my gun, everyone's a winner. We're making that fame, bonafide hustler, making my name. Yeah, she has a food truck in the video, which is interesting. Like she's selling uh, some kind of food out of a truck. You know, if I knew what it was specifically, then I wouldn't have had to say the same thing twice. <laughs> <laughs> she has a food truck in the video. It's a truck you sell food out of. 
But you know how what was the first uh, what was the first uh, I float like paper I fly like planes. Yeah, that's it. That's, so you've heard that one. So I float like paper I fly like planes. Something, Actually, I got that. I got that song on my old MP3 player. <laughs> that's cool. That's a good song. I'm sorry, I was just thinking about that for a second. Yeah, if you hear me pause like that, it's because I've dozed off and, and sometimes it takes me an extra second see that's the kind of thing I edit out it's the little extra second it takes me to process something sometimes well that about does it for the Antisocial Show I'm Tyson Saner and I'm Hunter Block be decent to each other